0: welcome to uh, the Community Strategy Podcast. I'm so glad you are back. This is part two of the Community Leaders Mini Wellness Retreat. We held this retreat in June, uh, and uh, this is part two. So if you haven't listened to part one, I would definitely recommend that. Um, This session is going to be a introduction with Nivi. Nivi is going to talk to us about self-care practices for community leaders. Then we've got Ani. She's going to talk to us about neck pain relief, tips which i can tell you that i really need because i struggle with neck pain working so many hours from my uh home in front of my computer all day. And then we are going to finish the session out with Carol who is going to lead us in a guided meditation and These people are amazing members of the Find Calm Here community. It's been a true gift to be able to work with them. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Nivy, welcome, is a member of our Community Consultants Collective. And that's a group of people who meet every month, once a month. They're people who are actually community leaders and consultants who help others build online communities like myself. One of the things that I realized that I wanted to do was I really wanted to bring people together and focus on collaboration over competition. And so part of that is supporting each other month to month and she offered to share with us some self-care for community leader tips so
1: nivi take it away amazing thanks for the intro deb so before i start there's a couple of things that i usually like to do before any event that i get to lead or co-lead or speak at because i can control it a little more the first thing is i just like to take a deep breath and i would like to invite you all my favorite one is inhaling for four counts and exhaling for 10 because that drops your heart rate like immediately by around 10 beats per minute. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. All right. The second thing that I like to do that sometimes I forget about, but it makes a huge difference is turn off my self view on zoom. There's a lot of research showing that that really helps people learn better because you're not looking at yourself and it actually drains your energy a lot when you're looking at yourself and prohibits you from actively listening. So those are the those are the two things that I like to do. And the last thing is I would like to invite everyone to just get a little more comfortable, especially, you know, if you're staying for the entire time, all of that stuff. If you need a glass of water or just your desk, I just filled up on my water. So I just want to make sure that you do that. So now let's begin. Today, I'm going to talk to you about self care for community builders. I'm just going to kind of t- tell you what I'm hoping that everyone gets out of the next few minutes together. And there's three main things. The first thing is redefining self care, setting up a self care system and creating what what Brene Brown calls big boundaries. And I'll go into that in a second. So briefly, why I care so much about this is I run a social and environmental justice community, which means that if we burn out, we are literally not doing the work of taking action on the issues that we care about. And if we're burnt out, we can't do anything about sustainability or climate change or racial justice or any of that. So it's really important to me to like think deeply about this concept of self-care, especially as it's been super commercialized for the past few years. So that's something that I've been spending the past couple of years just like <laughs> armchair philosophizing about so the very first thing and I welcome you to share this in the chat it is a big question though so if you don't have anything to to think about immediately that's fine but I would love to hear from you what do you define as yourself and I will say that there's no right answer because then we would solve a lot of things by now but I'm curious to know if, if you've thought about it or if you're thinking about it now what do you define as yourself? Consciousness, awareness, that definitely resonates with me, Carol. Your personality, Deb. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a huge question. Something to do with the values. I love these answers. Definitely keep keep these coming. And like, I definitely encourage you to think about this more because it's kind of a mind-blowing question, in my opinion. And I don't think we can like really critically think about self-care without this definition. So I put an image of a ship here and there's this Greek paradox called Theseus's ship. And you might've heard of it before, but it's this concept of like, if you remove one plank from a ship and replace it with another, is it still the same ship? And then at what point does it change? And so that I ponder that a lot. It has given me no answers, just more questions, but here's where I am so far is I define the self as our consciousness supported by our memories and relations to others. So for me, like when I was stripping it down, what does it actually mean? Like, this is what I, this is what I came to and offline, I can share some resources on like why this is my current answer. And this is really important to me because I think of like, I stopped associating only Nivy with like Nivy's body and Nivi's mind. It's kind of meta, but I see those like almost, I see my mind, this body as mind and body as partners in this work. So when I think of self-care, my my concept has definitely changed because now I'm like thinking of my relationship to others and my own awareness and my own mind and also treating my like physical body and my mind as partners in this journey that I have to invest in to continue doing the work that I do. So if that's a little complicated, we can all just sit with that later. But this the the first thing that I, I like the first conclusion that I came to out of this is that when I'm talking about self-care, I really want to step away from the commercial aspect and focus on like the self-care system of your body and your mind and what it is that your self actually is. So for me, that looks like these resources, activities, and people that you can combine to create a self-care system. So everyone's gonna have their own different three different things. But I see like the resources as this lifelong learning journey, building the activities as how I can practice those and the people as you know, my relations with others, which really cultivates my sense of self. So for me, it's one of them is this book called rest activities, exercise, getting out in nature, meditating, and then people, my friends and family. I don't think those are very unique answers, but I just wanted to show you what I had going on. So One of the things that falls under resources is like, unfortunately, as humans, we cannot exist outside of time. So for me, taking care of myself really includes managing my time. And so I I have this template and I'll share it with you, especially for those of you who use Notion of getting clear on my values and boundaries. I know somebody said values in the chat. And so I wanted to kind of show you how I'm actually doing this, because I think boundaries for me are the most important part of this conversation right now, because that is like one tangible thing that you can actually do. Besides the stuff that you're already doing, like exercising, meditating, especially as a community leader, setting boundaries helps you take care of yourself. And Brene Brown said boundaries are the distance which I can love myself and you simultaneously. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. So that's kind of what I wanted to spend the next, like, seven minutes sharing a little more specifically about is resources for boundary setting. So I'm going to skip over this part because it's just, like, different resources that I use to manage these six things that I was breaking down self-care in. Happy to share this with you afterwards. But let's let's chat about boundaries. So if you're not familiar with Brene Brown's work, uh, I highly recommend going into it she does a lot of she does a lot of work around defining emotions and getting clear on labeling what you're feeling and how to deal with them so this quote kind of blew my mind because i realized i wasn't thinking about compassion in the way that she is and she says compassionate people ask for what they need they say no when they need to and when they say yes they mean it They're compassionate because their boundaries keep them out of resentment. When I read this, I realized this is not how I was thinking of compassion. I was thinking of like bending over backwards to help everyone do everything all the time. And when I thought about it, there wasn't a lot of high quality output that I was doing for others or for myself. So this led me to a whole journey of figuring out okay how do you actually set boundaries that are meaningful in the community building journey and it really comes down to these two columns of what is okay and what's not okay i know that sounds really simple but like that's just a question that you can take with you when somebody makes you feel off whether that's a community member asking you a question or whether that's your friend asking you for a favor or anything like that, like it's just easy to go into your head and say, is this okay? And think about that. So the reason they're called big boundaries is setting boundaries of what isn't okay with integrity and generosity, which means you're giving the other person the benefit of the doubt while also setting boundaries for yourself. So in my little doc that let me actually link that in the chat. So you have it. Um, in this stock, I basically broke it down into this little table where I use this if I if something makes me feel weird. I'll write down the event, say what my boundary is, whether that's my time, whether that is the way I want to be treated, whether that's something else. Is this okay? Is this in line with my values? Am I making the most generous assumption? And what do I do next? So two examples is, you know, I'll just share one if someone shows up to 10 minutes late to a one-on-one meeting we have together my boundary is that i need others to show up on time and respect the time that we have together is this okay no is this in line with my values maybe because am i making the most generous assumption no so the action that i would take is just reflect on it further and understand the context and this helps me understand like how can i make sure that people are respecting my boundaries but also not yell at someone if you know, they are having a family emergency or something like that. So big boundaries can apply to little things. And that's really the tool that I wanted to share. I'll close with going back to this definition of self and collective care. The people in your life are so important to take care of when you're thinking about self care. Uh, Dr. Elizabeth Sowen over here said instead of self care, try out some collective care. And see if that changes how you feel. And I think as community leaders, this is our greatest potential is to not just focus inward, but also think about all the things that we're learning and figure out how to distribute this to others in a way that makes us feel better and makes us feel refilled. So that's my hot take on like transitioning out of the commercial definition of self-care and expanding it to include our values and our boundaries and people around us. So yeah, I I know we're almost at time. So if anyone has questions, these are my people that support me in collective care efforts. But I will end here. And would love to hear if you have any thoughts or questions. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you so much. What a
0: What an amazing gift to share with us. I love this template. So definitely checking it out. I think the biggest question I had was just, it takes time, right? To just like put this together. And how do you find the time to, how do you prioritize something like this? Because I think my biggest problem is like, just prioritizing these kinds of things.
1: Yeah, so I can show you my prioritization system if I find it. So there's two, there's actually two things. So the first thing which I like glossed over, but that was in the presentation, that book Rest that I suggested, the reason that I love it and that it changed my life is basically the author studies creatives throughout history and he discovers that people generally follow this one time blocking thing that makes them more productive and creative, which is 90 minute work chunks with at least 30 minute breaks in between. So I started doing that. And obviously, it's not easy to stick to it every single day because of meetings and things like that. But generally, I don't work more work is a like questionable word, but I don't really work more than five hours a day. And I started doing this around two or three months ago. And it It has improved basically everything I'm getting so much more done because it's also putting pressure to me on me to choose the things that I am saying yes to. And also this idea of three work chunks is helping me split out my time better. So I found my, this is the doc that I look at every single day. So I have different, different tasks that are day specific. So Monday, like investing in community, Tuesday content writing, Wednesday, asymmetric bets, which is like, what are the things that probably won't work out, but if they do, they will be huge. So like speaking at a big conference or writing an op-ed and then Wall Street Journal and stuff like that. Having each of my work blocks have a specific task has really helped guide what I will and won't do. The hardest thing about this is stopping at the end of the 90 minutes and it is worth it. It's very difficult, but it's it's worth it. So I highly recommend testing out that approach.
0: Well, I love the presentation. There's so much to dig into there. The first question that you asked about the self, just revisiting that question, that's a really deep impactful question. I think I've thought a lot more about this recently and trying to identify, especially when I, the two things I'll say is that I noticed that Uh, When I shaved my head for friends who had cancer last November, it was a triggering experience because I just, I connect my identity so much with my curly hair and I felt not me (laughs) without that hair. Uh, Just to say, I have definitely lost a sense of self and I'm trying to reestablish that now for myself to understand who I am, who Deb is, and what what that means. But I think just the thought of it and maybe journaling it out is something that has helped me and talking out loud. One of the things I was thinking about recently, I don't know if you ever do this or if anybody does this, is I was thinking about just putting a Zoom on and recording myself, just like without the video, just the audio. And then I could create like a transcript because I'm actually working on writing a book with Kelly. And she said that this is something she does with clients is that she just has prompting questions and then asks people things and then they just talk. And sometimes it's so much easier to just talk and then piece out what the, the takeaways are. So those are another, another tip that I was thinking of too is maybe if the question is a big one for you and you are not aren't a fan of like writing or typing, talking to yourself, it's okay. <laughs> I've been working more on talking to myself too. I don't know if
1: you recommend that nibby. <laughs> I mean anything that works for you, right? If you're a verbal processor or a written down processor, like
0: there's just so many ways. I know you didn't really talk a lot about what you exactly do, but just want to make sure we briefly have that.
1: Yeah, I put my personal website which has a link to my calendar too in the chat and I write pretty regular free community building guides on various topics and basically all the things that I learned from Soapbox, I want to share the things that have worked, whether it's matching members one-on-one, whether it's hosting a summit, whether it is setting up a self-care system. So if you want to learn more about what I'm doing, that's probably the best way to do it. And then on a non-specific community building level, I'm just going to link Box's website because this is in my opinion, the easiest way to get involved with being more sustainable, because we have these free bite-sized newsletters that go out every Wednesday. So those are the two main ways you can connect with me
0: awesome and nivy is in the Find Calm community so don't forget about the community you can pop into the Find Calm here community reach out in a d- direct message tag her and tell her one of the things i wanted to ask and challenge the people here that are in the Find Calm here community to do is share your takeaway and tag the the person who maybe gave you a tip or, or something you found valuable and share that inside the Find Calm here community so we can know uh If this is helpful for you, what you've taken away from today, because I really wanted to have this be not just, you know, I wanted it to be more interactive. So definitely feel free to take this conversation and continue it in the community. And I really was hoping that it's just a way for you to kind of escape the daily grind for a minute and take something, a little piece of something away that you could actually implement in your life. Cause that's really what I wanted to do with the Calm Here community from the inception of it was actionable steps, things that you can actually do. We're not gonna just philosophize. We're not gonna just talk about it where we're actually gonna get things happening and make change and make massive impact in the world. And that's what everybody in this room is already doing so brilliantly. So very good. Thank you so much, Nivi. So thanks for continuing with us today. Ani and I met quite a while ago. She was building her online community and she's been a really great supporter of FineCom. We work together in a number of capacities, but most most notably helping me with having a little less pain. So with that, I will
2: bring Ani, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Hello everyone. So pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. This is one of my absolute favorite quotes because in my 26 plus years being in practice as a pain relief specialist, I see so many people that come in, it's okay for them, living with pain becomes their new norm. And one of the things when I come across them is never try to find a solution because there is a solution out there. You just haven't found it. And I love doing these presentations because on Zoom because there are people from different parts of the country and sometimes there are people different parts of the world. And one of the common things I have with the, a few of the members in the finecom community is traveling. And one of the reasons I'm going towards taking my business towards in a way that I can travel a few months out of the years and still work and help people and uh, make money. And since I've been traveling so many you know, different parts of the world, I can pretty much tell you a fun or funny story that happened to me in every location that I've been to, like being left at the airport because they've forgotten about me. And that did happen. I was working for Janet Jackson. I was her massage therapist. I did her world tour and we landed in Brisbane, Australia. I don't know if you've ever been to Australia, but their customs are very strict. So by the time I clear the customs, I come out where there is usually a bus waiting to take us to our hotel, there is no bus. They forgot me, they left. So I ended up hopping on the luggage truck and made it to the airport, I mean, to the hotel. But guess what, after that, every time we get on a bus, Everyone, all the dancers is only here. They never forgot me ever at the airport again. So with the show of hands, how many of you have woken up in the morning with neck pain? Yeah, pretty much everyone. Don't you wish you had some self-help technique that you can right away use it to either completely get rid of that pain or at least make it easy so you can go on to your daily activities, right? And so pretty much that's what I do. Like I said, in the past 26 years, I do have a brick and mortar business in Los Angeles, California, but I also educate people self-help techniques. So they have these resources and they can reach out to like their toolbox and use it anytime they need it or teach a friend or a family member. A couple of months ago, I get this email from a client of mine. And she wrote it to me at two o'clock in the morning. And she says, Ani, I am so proud of myself because my son woke me up. Her 14-year-old son wakes her up at middle of the night because he has neck pain and he cannot sleep. She goes, I remember the techniques you taught me. And I walked him through it and it worked. Because I am so proud of myself. So imagine having that. So today I'll be sharing a few couple of self-help techniques with you, but I don't want to just come out and think what techniques I want to share with you. So we're going to play a little game. If you ever heard of Zoom Waterfall, great. If not, it's a very Mm -hmm. simple game. So the way it works, I'll be asking you a question. You're gonna type your answers, just one word or two word answer in a chat, but do not hit send. The way it works is after you finish typing, give me thumbs up. Once everyone finished typing, then I'm gonna say hit send, you're gonna hit enter, and I'm gonna see your answers. So I'm gonna ask a couple of questions. Based on your answers, it will give me an idea what techniques would be the best for me to share with you. Sounds good? Okay, so the first question is, when you think of neck pain, what words come to mind? Once you finish typing, just give me thumbs up. Okay, we got Missy, Nivi, done. Okay, Deb, cool. Okay, Carol, awesome. Perfect, now hit send. Thanks, Barb. Steve, sleep wrong, headache, agony, checking. One time, last time I did a thing like this. <laughs> someone put my eggs. I'm like, yeah, I, I can't help with that. I may know someone who can take care of that, but I don't do that. So tension, stress, awesome. So the second question is, what do you think are some of the causes of neck pain? Again, just type it, but don't hit send. Okay, just give me thumbs up once you're done. Cool, just whatever first thing comes to mind. It doesn't have to be long. Deb, we're good? Awesome. Okay, how about you hit send? Stress, tension, again, posture, stress, inflammation, sleeping wrong, sleeping in a wrong position, um, poor posture, stress, yes, tension, stress. Okay, so now I have a question for you, but you don't have to type anything. You just, you know, just kind of nod yes or no. How many of you here think that clenching your jaw or grinding your teeth could cause, be a source of your neck pain? Yeah, and you know, over 80, 85% of the clients I see in my office for neck pain, it's due to jaw clenching and grinding. Some are aware of it, some absolutely have no clue. And that, you know, especially there was a study done after pandemic, dentists have seen 40% increase in dental issues, in neck pain, in jaw clenching, in teeth, wear and tear because of all the issues. So I'm going to teach you a technique which is going to help with stress because it's going to help you relax the neck muscles because when you clench and grind, that actually affects your neck muscles. And um, it's due to stress. So the first technique is you're going to put your thumb behind your mandible, the bone here. Behind it, there's like a you'll feel it softer. Okay, you're gonna press your thumb there, not hard, just to gently press it. Now, same time, you're gonna push tip of your tongue behind your top front teeth. When you do that, you should feel under your thumb, it becomes harder, like becomes rubbery, right? Okay, so all you're gonna do is just hold that for 20 seconds. Make sure you keep your head neutral and don't do this because people concentrate on this and they end up tilting their neck back. Just keep it neutral, shoulders back. You're through uh, breathing through your nose normal just thumb here and press your tongue and hold that about 20 seconds. What that does is relaxes your muscles of mastication, your masseter, your temporalis muscles, and relaxes your jaw. Hence, it relaxes your neck muscles, okay? The second technique is when you wake up in the morning and you have hard time turning your neck side to side, right? So let's say, for example, you have a hard time turning your neck to the left. What you're going to do is first you start off keeping your neck to neutral position, looking forward, your eyes only looking far right. And then you slowly turn your head to the left as you're looking to far right. I know it comes a point when your eyes are like, what's going on? but just stay with it. So if you have difficulty turning your head to the left, your eyes looking far right, and you gently turning your head to the left until you feel pain, then you stop, come neutral again. You repeat that four or five times, I can guarantee you that will increase the range of motion of your neck, okay? So these two techniques that work amazing, and what I'm offering you guys, 30 minutes, free consultation, Zoom session with me. If anyone has further questions, if you have anything specific that you want to work on, please feel free to connect with me. This is the this is my Zoom link. You can, for 30 minute consultation, you're welcome to just go there and book a time and I'll be happy to help. Any with anything, any, it doesn't have to be just neck pain. I just concentrate on neck pain because currently I launched the online course for neck pain relief where I do teach, it's a self paced online course, and I teach at least 12 self help techniques similar to what I just showed you guys. And then they also, on top of it, there's other additional techniques. And if anyone is interested, I did create a coupon code for just for today specifically and the coupon code of course has to be com50 and i'll put it on the chat if anyone's interested or have any has any questions this is just the link to the to get some more information and if anyone is interested com50 you get $50 off the course or if you know anyone that's suffering from neck pain, um, please send them my way. And I love doing presentations like this in different communities, in different groups and health fairs. So if you have either corporate community or any place that you like me to share some of this stuff with you, I'll be more, I'm totally available. I'm pimping myself out so if anyone has any questions anything (laughs) please hop on ask me promotional friendly zone here
0: and and just fyi for those in the fine come here community it is always a promotion friendly place as long as you're not spamming us or creating some kind of craziness we want you to share what you're working on so that If you need help, if you want somebody, another eyeball on your landing page or something like that, please feel free to do that. I just want to make sure I share that with everyone. Ani, thank you so much. I I still need to practice. I have not been practicing. I said I was going to practice and I still didn't practice. I just, I need to practice more with that whole head turning.
2: (laughs) You should. Missy, thanks for your question. Yes, it does. And I get asked this question all the time. What pillow is the best? I do not know. You know how many pillows I have tried? Because, you know, there are pillows if you're a side sleeper, if you're a back sleeper, if you're sleeping on your abdomen, which you should never do, but I hope you're not using any pillow. I don't know. I sleep all over the place. So I like a really flat, soft pillow so I can like crumble it underneath. So it supports my neck. It's a Honestly, it's a trial and error. Yeah, I have the weekend warriors. They just go and play sports and then they're injured. So I help with this. Those are the acute. Those are like really easy to take care of. And there are people that like I get a lady who even has a tongue tie and she's 50 year old and no dentist ever told her that she has a tongue tie, which completely messed up her jaw, the position of her tongue, completely messed up her. You know, her jaws like shifted because of her tongue position, and no one told her that she needs to get a snip snip, you know, cut that tongue tie so it can open up, so she can move her tongue, so everything goes back to normal. And then, actually, the pronunciation, how she speaks, even she said after I brought it to her attention, that some words she she notices when she speaks, some words, some letters, it's harder for her to fully pronounce it. And English is her first language. So it makes a huge difference. I do a lot of tongue release. I do a lot of intraoral release because it makes such a huge difference in every part of your body. So it's a lot of fun. Thanks for this opportunity to present to all of you. And I love FindCom community.
0: Thank you, Ani. And thanks for everybody hanging out. Carol up next. She's going to share with us a little bit about how she brings some calm to others. She's, like I said, has been in the fine Calm Here community, pretty much since the beginning, and her and I have become best friends, really, and supporters of each other over this last two years. She helped me with writing my speech and rewriting my speech for when I presented down in Orlando. And practice with me while I was working on that. So, Carol, thanks for being here and sharing a little bit of your amazingness. So, make sure you tell us about because not a lot of people know you in here. So, tell us about you and and get us bring us some calm.
3: Thank you so much for being here, Deb. I just uh, I love your community, and I want to thank everyone who's presented so far. Just I, I love all the stuff I've learned. And uh, Ani, that's, those are some great techniques. I, I definitely want to take you up on your 30-minute your consultation. But first of all, I'd like to ask a question before I get into a little bit about me, and then I'm going to lead us through a meditation. I would love to know how many of you meditate regularly? And when I mean meditate regularly, really like every day, raise your hand. That's awesome. How many of you have tried to meditate, but have haven't really been able to keep up a regular practice. Raise your hands. Yeah, that's, that's typical of a lot of people. What I'd like you to do, when I ask you this question, I'm going to take Ani's lead here because I love the way that she said, you can type it in, but don't push the button. I just, I want you to, to what do you think is the primary reason why people can't keep up a meditation practice? Go ahead and just, and it could be more than one reason. Just go ahead and type into chat what you think. And then give me a thumbs up when everyone's pretty much ready. It's looking like everyone's pretty close. Everyone's pretty close. All right. All right. All right. So go ahead and just hit the key. Ah, uh, yep. Unsure of what to do, not focused. Well, these are all typical. I don't prioritize it, lack of a routine, bad at habit building, I love it, distracted, monkey mind, yes, and really, what it all boils down to, yes, busy head space, monkey mind, and that's very, very common for most people, there's a lot of different types of meditation, but really, the biggest primary reason, and all of these fall under that, is just the fear of failure, doing it wrong. You can't relax, your mind is too busy, you're restless, and there's an expectation of how you're supposed to do it or how you're supposed to feel. And nowadays, you probably have seen a lot of hype around meditation and mindfulness, and it has positively impacted people's lives. There's a lot of of high-performing athletes that use meditation as their go-to practice to help them improve their performance and all aspects of their life. There's a lot of business owners, a lot of people from different walks of life that have that use meditation and have a, a, a regular meditation practice. But there's still a lot of people who do struggle with it. And I have to admit, I started when I was in my 20s, but I got away from it for about a decade or so at the height of my corporate career, I was an absolute exhausted mess at the, the, at, by the time I decided to just pull the plug after 23 years. And really, whether it's reducing stress, anxiety, helping you improve your, I mean, it, there's so many benefits to it. Improving sleep, improving your focus, your concentration, It makes a huge difference if you take the time to really get into it. And I I got out of it. But when I did get back into it it was after I left corporate. Two months later, I suffered a brain aneurysm and had a lot of fatigue. And I started just meditating after that again to really kind of focus on my health. And then I realized a number of other benefits and those benefits were increased focus and concentration because those are two things I had some difficulty with after my aneurysm. And also my creativity. And I I started after a while, I got myself in much much better space through through meditation that it really my creativity just went through the roof in terms of building a couple of businesses. Authoring a book, creating a proprietary methodology, doing a lot of different things. It's made a huge difference for me and still does today. But it had it, it, it really became a tool for me. What I found was I really needed to just continue to do it regularly because the more you do it, the better you get at it. Because there's no right or wrong way to meditate. There's so many different types of meditation that are out there. And the one that, that I, that I go to all the time is focusing on the breath, but that's not one that we're going to do today. I do want to take you through a short meditation that is a guided meditation for opening the heart and expanding the heart. And the purpose of this meditation is to help You open your heart, expand the energy field surrounding your heart. When we do that, that creates more coherence between our thinking brain and our feeling heart. And the meditation helps. And and here's what it does. It helps to harmonize the neurons between the brain and the neurons in the heart. And yes, the heart has neurons. In fact, it has many more neurons than the brain. 40 plus thousand neurons. And if you go to Heart Math Institute, many of you probably have heard of them. They've done a lot of research. But when you really focus on opening the heart, and of course you need to protect the heart too as well. When you expand that energy field, it not only affects you positively, but it affects others in your vicinity and people that you are interacting with. It, It positively impacts them. So what I'd like to do is to take you through This meditation, it helps to create emotional balance. It helps you to improve your creativity, your intuition, and of course, all the other things, reduce stress, anxiety. And that's what a lot of people mainly use meditation for today. But I have found over doing it for many years now that it has really helped me gain more insights, understand more of myself and get more, more creative. So let's go ahead, if you would, just sit comfortably. And I'd like you to just sort of relax your body, close your eyes, because this is the best way to meditate, if you can, is to close your eyes. And I want you to just listen to my voice. My voice will guide you very gently through this meditation. So what I'd like for you to do is to begin to breathe in slowly and deeply, deep, deep, Inhalations through the nose and long exhalations also through the nose. When you breathe this way, your body is receiving the messages to relax. So continue to breathe in and breathe out through your nose. Feel your feet on the ground, in your hands, in your lap, as you settle into just being here. And now what I'd like you to do is to just breathe in calm, gentle breaths. Just settle into a natural rhythm with your breath. And as you feel the sensation of the breath, also feel the sensation of space all around you. Now I want you to feel the presence of your body in space. Feel the volume of space above you, beneath you, all around you. Sense that spaciousness. That's it. Now I want you to place your hands or your fingers just gently, on your heart space feel your awareness begin to focus from from your thinking brain bringing it gently down to your feeling heart space breathe in and out that's it nice and gentle now turn your attention inward right into your heart space, feel the space, feel the volume of space. Feel the volume of space in and around you, behind you, in front of you. And just imagine now a soft golden white light bathing your heart. Imagine that with each breath, This light glows brighter, emanating pure, loving energy. And as you inhale, feel unconditional love with the light that's growing within you. That's it. And with each in and out breath, see and feel. The field of light energy around your heart, expanding with unconditional love. See the light as a clear pathway, a stream of golden energy that links everything in your body, harmonizing. All parts into a complete whole. That's it. Your heart is now at the center of all this pure love. Your heart is the center of who you are. Relax and breathe as you trust. In the deep intelligence of your heart. See the stream of light moving calmly all around your body, flowing wherever it needs to go. And feel the rhythm of this loving light as you breathe in and out. Feel how it flows and glows. Feel how this light and love is a part of you. Now, I want you to visualize a feeling of gratitude. You can bring to mind a specific person, a situation, or perhaps a thing that you appreciate deeply something that uplifts you, something purely positive. Think of this now. Allow yourself to connect to the way this feeling of gratitude feels. That's it. See what it is that you are grateful for. Feel it. Taste it. Smell it. See it in your mind's eye. Allow the feelings it evokes to permeate your entire body. And remember, you are learning to feel from your heart. You are feeling this enormous gratitude and appreciation from your heart space a high vibration feeling that lives in your heart. It's always there. Allow these high vibrations to flow freely from your heart center. Feel the sensations. Energize your heart, making you feel so alive. That's it. Feel the sensations spreading out in all directions, moving through your entire body. And you feel it within this virtual room, spreading outward to everyone else in this beautiful heart space. The energy field around your heart is wide open and expanding in all directions. It's so expansive. You are glowing with life. Feel your heart filling up with love, gratitude, joy, and peace. Your heart space is the quantum field of all possibilities. Now I want you to gently let your attention drift back to your physical body. Feel your feet on the floor. Allow your eyes to relax, your jaw to relax. There is nowhere else you need to be other than right here, right now, being yourself, enjoying these moments of deep breathing. Breathe in and out. Be in your body. Feel in your heart. And now you can come back into your surroundings and gently open your eyes, ready to embrace the world with an open heart. How does everyone feel right now? I hope this has been a great benefit to you today. I think it's a great way to round out this session. And I do have a complimentary meditation I'd love to gift to you all. It's called Access Your Inner Wisdom. And I'll put a link into the chat box. And it's in an app, a mobile app. And all you have to do is just follow the instructions and you can grab that modi- meditation within that app. And also uh, if you could send it out to everyone in case, you know, others didn't get it who have left here today. Thank you. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Thank
0: you, Carol. Thank you so much for sharing your gift. Yeah, let's definitely make sure we have the link that we share with everyone in the chat, and I'll have it in the notes, and then, of course, we'll have it. And Anything in the Find Calm Here community? From today, if you wanted to do that as well, Carol, or anyone else, if you had any resources. So, we've got about 10 minutes left. I do want to open it up for any questions or comments from either Carol's session or the other sessions that were before it. I wanted to just ask the question, and maybe we can put in there if you guys want to put in how you feel right now, but don't press send yet. We'll do the waterfall thing again. You know, what is one takeaway? that you really had from today. If there was just one thing that you either learned or experienced, what is that one thing? So tell me when you have those two things, how you're feeling right now, and maybe a, a quick takeaway, one thing that really was impactful for you. And then give me a thumbs up when you're ready. Ani got all excited. We were doing your waterfall thing, Ani. She's ready. She has to go though, maybe. Okay. So whoever's ready, send us your feelings. Okay. So relaxed, grounded, definition of self. Uh, So many ways we can better ourselves, our minds and bodies. Amazing. Feeling calm. One takeaway. People are here to provide support in many ways. Yep. Community. Delight blissed out, taking away from Nivi's reminder, benefits of time blocking. Yep. Fascinated with neck pain discussion. I think that's also something when I connected with Ani, uh, I keep learning so much from her and she's been so kind to keep sharing her gifts with me. Today, what I really wanted was a sense of community here in this space to recognize that we all have gifts to share with each other and to support each other. And so part of my hope for you is that in the Find Calm Here community, you'll be able to share resources, share your challenges, because you can know that this is a safe space. Obviously the people all that have joined us today, whether they were speakers or just participants, are all people who are positive, motivated, energizing people who all want to struggle. We all struggle at some point in our life with stress, anxiety, overwhelm, right? And the the Find Calm here community isn't about just, you know, how do we get to finding calm? It's it's a practice. It's what we do every day. Some days are not calm <laughs> for me. Some days are more stressful, some, some days are calmer. A lot of the time I just work to simplify. And I think that's what, one of the things I took away from Nivi's talk was it, it, it doesn't have to be complicated. It's really just about, I just need to say and not feel like I have to apologize for my feelings my experience what i need without the apology of sorry i can't do something why do i need to say sorry i just need to say you know this is just not a good time for me to do something it's okay it's it's valid and it's I, not something I have to apologize for. So that was my big takeaway from today. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, Lisa posted, don't need to explain or justify your boundaries. Yeah, I feel like we always want to explain or or, or say, well, here's why, you know, the purpose. And it's not necessary. Like, I feel like I give, you know, I've learned to not give so much information away because, and that's one of the things I learned with community building too. It's that I have all of these messages and ideas and concepts, but number one, people cannot consume consume all of the things all of the time. And number two, some people are gonna need your message at certain parts of their life, wherever their journey they're on. And so in your community that you're leading, they all need you. It just might not be at the time when you like when you think that they need you. <laughs> They might come back later to your community. They might stay in there and be quiet for six months and then all of a sudden say something. I think just just as a community leader to know that it's a lot more about providing this space and less content. So that's what we're going to do in the Find Come Here community. So if you're listening to the recording, I did open it up to, I also offered a bonus free trial right now. So there's a free trial. If you're listening, I will keep that open until August. So by the time this goes on the Community Strategy Podcast, we'll still have this available to listeners because I really just wanna cultivate a space for people to be seen, valued, and heard. That is my mission. And I feel like as a community leader and a community builder, That is what I hope that I can help community leaders find calm in knowing that they don't have to create a whole lot of content. They don't have to spend six months creating a course. You don't have to have it all figured out. Actually, it's not even good to have things figured out. It's actually better to do it with people inside an online community. And we've experienced that amazingly this past couple of years. And you are here because you are a testament to wanting to build other communities, bring other people together, as well as help yourself find a little bit of calm in the process. So thanks all for prioritizing this day and spending all of this time with me. If you have questions following this event, please post them inside the Find Calm Here community. There'll be recordings available later. Each month I go live in the community at the beginning of the month to kind of give you the community strategy for the community. We're shifting to live interviews. So each month there'll be two live interviews starting in August. They're on Fridays, every other Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Listen to a guest and I speak around some aspect of community building, and then you are able to ask questions to the actual guest. So this is a new habit. We want to create inside the community an opportunity to give you the ability to ask these questions to these speakers that are on the Community Strategy Podcast.
2: I have to say, I love Carol's meditation while she shared it with me. And I can do only guided meditation because if it's just like music and i am got to do myself. I'm all over the place. I see what I'm going to cook for lunch or dinner or whatever. So I love the guided meditations and I love Carol. Her voice is just awesome when she's sending you. So you're on my phone quite often. <laughs> we, share, we share private moments together. You just don't know it. So thank you for that.
3: <laughs> thank you, Ani. I didn't realize that. That's that's great to hear that. I want to say one, I love the, the neck practices and I definitely want to incorporate more of that and want to chat with you, Ani, about that. And I loved everyone's presentation, Nivi's uh, presentation, working just five hours a day. I could, I could sign up for that. So you got to find ways to really incorporate, you know, the, the right practices and boundaries and rest in the day and, you know, the right processes to, get it down and do it. Thank you. I want to thank you again, Annie, and, uh, and Deb as well for everything.
2: Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I was going to uh, say thank, thank you, Deb. And thank, thanks Kalissa for organizing this and bringing us, you know, together. So we get to know each other. Otherwise we would have never met and create friendships and relationships here. So thank you.
0: True story. True story. We met in taking the design masterclass with the Muddy Networks back in 2020, and from that, I, they, Karen actually spearheaded it. Karen said, "Hey, does anybody want to connect after these five weeks?" Everybody was like, "Yeah, we want to do that." From that, this this friendship developed with with everybody. All right. Well, we will see you soon. I have some events coming up. So make sure we connect in the Find Calm Here community. Until next time, I hope you're finding calm in this day, evening, morning, afternoon, Tuesday at three. Find calm. Until the next time,
1: take care.